What is the crack guys? Hope you're all well. This is Finding Yourself. I'm your host Cal Duffy and welcome back to the podcast. If you're a new listener and haven't checked out the podcast before, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. On this podcast, I talk about stuff that I'm passionate about, which includes movie, TV, sports, gaming. I talk about true crime from time to time as well, as well as my personal life. So again, hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you do, please feel free to check out my YouTube channel, Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. On there, I dive deep into movies and TV shows that I love. I give reviews on them. I also talk gaming and true crime as well as a bit of football. So if you enjoy any of those topics, then my YouTube channel might be for you as well. As well as that, I always put up voice note links on each of my episodes up on Anchor FM. So if you listen to this episode, if you enjoy it, if you want to leave me a message up on Anchor FM, feel free to do so. The links will always be in the description of the episode. In today's episode, I'll be talking Premier League football as well as Champions League football. I'll be diving deep into a few games that I'm playing at the moment on the PS5 and PC. And I'll be sharing my story of how I got to meet one of the Peaky Blinders. Let's start the episode off by talking about football. I want to get into Man United because I am a Man United fan. I want to talk about their form in the Premiership as well as the one-all draw last night against Letico. Let me know who you support up on Anchor FM, what you think of your team's performances this season and who you think will end up lifting the trophy at the end of the season. Man United had their first leg against Letico Madrid away from home last night. A one-all draw, decent display. The fact that we've been so hot and cold recently, I was happy with a one-all draw. I wasn't expecting us to win that game, to be honest. We put on a good display, like I mentioned, and we didn't leave it all to do for the home game. We gave ourselves a good chance, a great chance, to be honest, to go through against Letico. And to have the deciding game be played at home is always a psychological advantage for teams. They go in with that extra edge, playing in front of the home crowd, playing in front of the fans, and having that energy brought into their performance. Alanga getting on the score sheet last night, scoring his first Champions League goal for Man United. It's great to see that young players are stepping up in games like these. However, I've become a bit pessimistic with Man United. I know that having Anthony Langa on the pitch last night, performing the way he did, coming on as a substitute and scoring the equaliser, I know that's something to be proud of, that's something to be excited about, the fact that we have a young player in our ranks, in our team, that has that energy, that has that ability. That's exciting, and it would be exciting for most teams, but I just don't have the faith in this club and this team that I used to have. You know, the whole debacle around Ronaldo, should he stay, should he go... Is he upsetting the dynamic in the dressing room? Does it feel like he's almost a manager at this stage and not a player? Does he have too much influence on what is going on on the pitch, what's going on on the training ground? Who's to say? Only time will tell with that situation. But I feel like there's so many different problems to sort out at Man United at this stage that it's very hard to get excited about any one game because at this stage we don't know which Man United we're going to get game to game. We can't rely on consistency anymore. And I think for a lot of fans, this has become extremely frustrating because most of us Man United fans will remember the days of old, the days of Fergie, and the days where we knew that we would be guaranteed three points in a game against Burnley, in a game against Tottenham. Even going into a game against Chelsea, we thought, okay, we had a great chance of winning this game. Liverpool, obviously they've turned their fortunes around and they're a whole different type of team now. But I don't feel 
confident going into any one game anymore which is extremely disheartening and i want to feel confident i want to have that confidence in my team and that belief in my team because when you look on paper it's an exciting team you know we have one of the best players to ever play the game in ronaldo back in our squad we have paul pogba we have rashford who on the day is a great player we have so many different players that we should be excited about but when you put them on the pitch the cohesiveness is not there and i think that's one thing that we have to sort out because we have the talent you know jin sancho ronaldo paul pogba so many different players on the pitch that when they get going are unstoppable have showed that they can perform in a team and perform individually in the past that's the reason we go after players like those that's the reason we went after Jaden sancho so aggressively the way we did that's the reason we snapped up ronaldo when it looked like he was going to man city because we know that those players can perform individually they can boost your team's morale when they come onto the pitch when they come into the squad they can boost the overall performance of the squad that's why we went after Ronaldo because he's a team leader he may not be the official captain of Man United at the moment but he has that experience he has that expertise that everyone looks at him for that to provide when he needs to provide and he does that from time to time but he is 37 years of age he can't be expected to carry that team and to be honest even though Ronaldo is probably one of the best in the world he can't do it all by himself and the reason he scored as many goals as he did even though he had individual brilliance at times, is because there were quality players feeding him assists, setting him up for goals, making sure that he had constant supply of chances and opportunities to score as many goals as he did. I don't think he's getting that at Man United. We don't have the quality to provide him with the opportunity to score as many goals as possible. Flashback to a couple of years ago, maybe 10 years ago under Ferguson, we had that quality. We had Vanessa Roy, we had... Van Persie, we had Rooney, we had Giggs, we had Scholes, we had Beckham. All those players were able to feed Ronaldo goals. However, this Man United team, I don't trust them to have that quality to constantly feed Ronaldo. They just don't have the ability. And let's face it, the game has changed since Ronaldo was in Man United before. The game has evolved and the game is played in midfield now midfield are pushing the game forward most of the time and that's where the opportunities lie you have midfielders who back in the day would have just been midfielders but now they're attacking midfielders they almost play as a winger to ronaldo's forward overall i just don't have as much faith as i would like in this team to perform constantly let me know what your thoughts are as a Man United fan. Are you excited about these young players coming through like I am? But do you share my pessimistic side as well? I'd love to know your thoughts up on Anchor FM. I want to be excited about the future of Man United, but I just know it's going to be a trudge. It's going to be hard to get through at times, especially when you see how well the top four teams are performing from time to time. You see how Liverpool have their shit together and the likes of Chelsea who are able to perform when they need to under pressure. You know, they won a Champions League last year. They've won the club championship this year as well. You know, they've added to their trophy cabinet since their new manager has arrived. However, when you look at Man United in recent years, we've underperformed in domestic cups like the FA Cup and Caribou Cup. You know, we got knocked out of the FA Cup by fucking Middlesbrough. We ended up bottling that final of the Europa League, I think two years ago against Villarreal, a match we should have been winning easily, 
but yeah the quality on the pitch again it's the quality on the pitch good on paper but when you see it in real life it doesn't translate and honestly i don't know what needs to be done at man united i don't know if it's one particular tweak or if it's several tweaks for us to get back on track for us to have confidence in our play and get a good bit of consistency going i don't know whether we need to shift out players who aren't doing any good for our dressing room morale whether it's players not playing for the club wanting to leave i know there's several players who want to leave the club at this stage whether we have to do a complete rehaul and a reshape of the team like who knows maybe that's what we need to do let me know up on anchor fm what you think needs to be done for man united to stand any chance of lifting any trophy in the future love to know your thoughts up on anchor fm for the time being i think our ambitions will be top four just get that top four place guarantee champions league football next year make sure we have that constant revenue coming in from champions league games making sure that we stay that top four club or that big english club in everyone's minds even though commercially man united are probably one of the biggest clubs in the world i think we still have that allure for teams oh i'll go to man united like oh such an experience but it doesn't matter if we get all these players in if we can't perform and like i said i don't know what needs to be done at the club whether it's one major tweak or several small tweaks whether it's a reshape of the club a rebuild getting the right manager in getting the right philosophy underneath the players and making sure the players are performing for the club as a team and not as individuals i have no idea what needs to be done i'm kind of just shooting in the dark here but let me know if you share my frustrations as a man united fan up on anchor fm let me know where you're at with the club do you still hold out hope that we'll become the man united we used to be and kind of regain our intimidating factor in the premiership or are you absolutely fed up of the way we are and have you lost hope again love to know your thoughts up on anchor fm even though i've let the pessimistic side of myself come out in recent years and i have lost the vigor and enthusiasm for watching my night games i'll always hold out hope that we will make things better because football is one of my passions i love to talk about it i love to play it I love to watch it being played as well. So I think I'll always have that hope that Man United will turn things around, become that intimidating force in the English Premiership like they used to be, and that I can watch a Man United game having full confidence in my team again. Another team that's been up and down recently is Spurs. I think the Tottenham fans must be absolutely head-wrecked with the way things are going on at that club. They have such passion and excellence in their play sometimes. And then they just flatline the next game. For instance, it happened this past week. They won 3-2, a shock result against Man City. I don't think anyone kind of saw them doing that. Harry Kane, two moments of brilliance. A goal on the 92nd minute, a header. Great play, a great win, well-deserved. They fought it out. But then to flatline the next game against Burnley and lose 1-0. It must be so frustrating for the fans because every time they think... They've turned a corner. A result like that happens. And I know that Tottenham have great players. But I just don't know whether they're not utilising them properly. Whether they haven't got consistency with the manager. Conte will try and whip them into shape. But I don't know whether he'll be the manager to do it or not. Let me know what your thoughts are as a Tottenham fan or as a fan in general. What do you think of Spurs' season? Where do you think they'll end up? And how long do you think it'll take them to get back? to being a team that is taken seriously 
throughout the premiership because I think some teams take them seriously, others treat them as a walkover. That's the way it's been for a while and Spurs seem to have dug themselves into this hole that they're just trying to crawl out of, but it's not been working. Again, if you're a football fan, I'd love to know your thoughts about everything I've talked about so far up on Anchor FM. You can leave me a voice note up there or you can get in contact with me up on Twitter. I want to know what games you're playing this weather. I've been trying to get back into playing on the PS5, but I have no passion for it. Let me know if you have a PS5 up on Anchor FM. Let me know what you're playing at the moment. I've been replaying certain games. I've been looking up on the PSN network what games are to play on the PS5. But I feel like because lockdown hit when the PS5 was supposed to be released and games for the PS5 were put on the back catalogue and weren't shipped out and released because of COVID, we got the console, the PS5, but the games have to catch up to the console. And I'm actually constantly looking for games that I'm excited to play. And I haven't found them. You know, I didn't buy FIFA 22 this year because I just know it's going to be the same thing. Let me know if you bought FIFA 22, how the game is. I've only heard bad things about it, to be honest. I haven't heard any changes in the game. And paying 80 euro for that, just to play the same game, at least give me something different. You know, tweak it a tiny bit. I just feel like... EA haven't tweaked FIFA in years because they know, okay, they'll buy it no matter what because it's a staple. It's a staple game. It's been bought each year. It'll be bought each year no matter what content we put in the game. I just want something a tiny bit different. I know in this game you can create your own club. That's about it. That's all I've heard that has offered anything new in FIFA. Let me know up on Anchor FM what games you're playing at the moment. If you're excited for any games being released, are you a PC player or are you a console player? I kind of switch between the both. At the moment, I'm playing more PC than console. I'm playing a lot of Football Manager 22. In my career on Football Manager 22, I'm Grimsby Town. I've got them promoted up to League One, but I still find it hard to kind of attract players in that I really need. Because it's Grimsby Town and it's not an alluring club, we're still only in League One and there isn't too much attraction for players to come to that club and if they do come they don't assign long contracts because they view Grimsby Town as a stepping stone club to something better. So like I said they'll sign one two-year contracts and they'll have a stipulation in the contract saying that they want to pay rise to stay an extra year or they view it as a stepping stone club and that they want to be sold at the end of their contract, which really sucks. So I'm using players that I buy season to season, knowing that even if we get promoted, they won't stick around. They don't want to stick around. And it's been hard to keep a consistent team and the fans in Pub Manager, they let you know whether you're performing badly or not. And even if I get promoted, I've got promoted twice in four seasons now and even though we're getting promotion and we're gaining attraction like from sponsors and and we've been climbing up the ranks of English football and trying to make it into the premiership in the game I'll still get the board telling me that the fans aren't happy that you sold this player or that you didn't extend the contract for this player when I'm trying to do that but when I go to the player and say, listen, I want to keep you around, 
they'll be like no i don't wanna and you can't upset the harmony because at that stage you don't want the dressing room to turn on you because you get sacked so this football manager season and this career mode has been one of the hardest ones i've had to play i've played football manager in the past with leeds i've done very well with them and the bigger teams as well but i always like to start off with a small team and make them the biggest in the world because it's more fun that way it's more fun to take a club from the bottom of any league to the top let me know if you play football manager what your strategy is if you're as addicted to the game as i am i always play it at night time that way i can kind of just turn my brain off i know that i've got everything i need to get done for the day i can feel productive and feel like i can treat myself to a couple hours of football manager i actually used to play it sometimes in the middle of the day but i found it so addicting that you can play two hours and it feels like 20 minutes and then you feel stupid or lazy because you're wasting time playing a game and obviously it's different on weekends when you have a free weekend you can play it anytime you want but during the week i like to keep playing the game for night time that way i can get everything done during the day i need to get done feel productive and play it at night as a treat for myself again i'd love to know what teams you play with on football manager what strategy you use if you play the old games or if you played football manager 22 yet let me know up on anchor fm as for the ps5 i completed that days gone game zombie apocalypse would definitely recommend it I did a podcast with my friend Chris and we were talking about it on the podcast and he mentioned that there's a secret ending with one of the characters in the game and I was kind of shocked because I was like, oh fuck, you have to finish the game 100% to do that and I wasn't going to do that, I'm not a 100%er, let me know if you are on Anchor FM, but I've never been a 100%er on any game. I'm more of a story mode kind of gamer, I go through the story mode and don't worry about completing it 100%. As long as I complete the missions okay, I'm fine with that. But I'm actually going to look up the secret endings on YouTube because I'm too lazy to replay the game and get it 100%. Because I just find it too much of a chore and I'm not a perfectionist with my gaming. I just play it through, complete mission by mission and eventually just complete the game. To be honest, completing the game is 100% to me. So um, let me know if you're like myself and you just play it through no matter what. Or if you're 100%er and you have to finish the game 100% to actually enjoy it. If you haven't played Days Gone, I definitely recommend it as a game to play next. The story mode is really interesting. It's a very unique concept for a game. You know, the voice acting is very good. The graphics are there as well. Combat is very interesting as well. It keeps you entertained. There's some elements of the game that do get boring there's one concept of the game where you have to kill hordes of zombies that are nesting in certain areas and to get 100% you have to kill all these hordes and it becomes very tiring after a while and very boring and that's why I didn't want to complete this game 100% either because it just gets so boring after a while. Definitely recommend Days Gone if you haven't played it already if you're looking for a new zombie apocalypse game. Other than that I'm not playing much on the PS5. I downloaded a new game that I mentioned in the past called Sifu. It looked like a really unique concept for a game. In this game, you play a Kung Fu apprentice and you witness your father's death. You then have to avenge his death by kind of making your way through different clans in the city and finding your father's killer. But every time you're killed in the game, you age. So the first time you're killed, you age one year. 
and if you've killed multiple times it goes up so instead of being aged one year you're aged five years so at the start of the game you start off at age 19 or 21 or whatever and i think i got through two missions and i was at age 60 you know so it builds up and it makes the game a very unique strategy game you have to be very particular with who you approach who you decide to fight and if you decide to fight stronger characters you better know the controls and know how to defeat them because you could end up aging 10 years fighting one person so it kind of plays like skyrim in that way i know skyrim is a very difficult game to complete but people still play it because they enjoy the gameplay and if you're looking for a new combat game to play sifu seems like a good bet i bought it on ps5 network i think it was marked down 25 percent from the original price which is pretty good always keep an eye out if you're a playstation 5 player always keep an eye out on playstation 5 network for games that are marked down that you could just get maybe a couple of days of play out of or you know a couple of weeks because when you go into gamestop they're all going to be like 70 80 euro no matter what i know there's a couple of games that i bought and downloaded on ps5 network that i can get a good few weeks of gameplay out of i really want to play detroit becoming human with leanne we've been playing a lot more games together recently we played it takes two i've talked about that on this podcast before definitely recommend it if you want to play something with your girlfriend or boyfriend and if you want to play something co-op it's a very interesting game the graphics are amazing the unique concept for the game it'll blow you away and the combat scenes are intense for what the game is as well so definitely recommend that game as well if you haven't played it already me and leanne recently played a way out it was like a prison escape game but we didn't get a lot of gameplay out of it i think it took us two nights to complete it which was i think record time for me and leanne because it took us seven nights in total to complete it takes two and that was like two hours every session so i think a way out if you decide to play that game or you've downloaded it and haven't played it yet just a word of warning as soon as you get into it it's over and that's the only thing i didn't like about the game the fact that as soon as i got into it as soon as i got a rhythm for the game it was over and i feel like they had a good concept for a game i thought it was going to be all done in prison because that's the way it was marketed but the prison escape it takes maybe 40 minutes of play if you play it through if you play it in one night and you're able to dedicate time to it it takes maybe 40 minutes of gameplay to escape from the prison and i thought they could have done so much more with that game if they had better ideas or more time to think it through but overall it's a unique concept for a game i would recommend playing it and it was cheap enough to buy up on ps5 network i think i bought it for 19 euro which was pretty good if you play the game maybe you agree with me that it could have been a bit more and given the player a bit more bang for his buck overall a good game i just wanted more i got into it and as soon as i did we were at the end scene and the end scene is pretty intense it's a pretty good game to finish up but i wanted more from it if that makes sense let me know if you played this game up on anchor fm let me know your thoughts on it were you let down by the gameplay were you enthusiastic about it did you love it did you hate it let me know up on anchor fm i don't know if you can tell but i sound a bit tired today i was drinking last night i didn't expect to have so much to drink i was celebrating my sister's birthday we went out to her house 
I packed seven bottles of Miller with me. I wasn't expecting to drink them all, but I did. I kind of forget that I go through the first two bottles of Miller like they're water. I used to drink IPAs, but I realized quickly that I wasn't able for them. And I ended up mixing a few IPAs one night by accident. And one of them was like 6%, another was 9%. So by the time I got out into the fresh air, I was fucked. So I stuck back to Miller because I know I'm able to drink it. I'm able to have seven, eight of them. I'm still able to hold a conversation. I'm still able to get home okay. I'm not throwing up all night or the next day. Like I'm a bit groggy today and you can hear it in my voice. But I don't feel sick. I don't feel lethargic. I just feel a bit groggy. And that'll pass once I get a bit of food into me. I already had breakfast today, but I might get a bit of lunch into me before I go into CRC. I'm doing a segment at half five. But uh, yeah, I just feel a bit groggy today. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I just feel a bit tired but it was a good night last night i really enjoyed it don't ever regret drinking the beer because we had a surplus of beer left over here especially miller so i wanted to get rid of it because if it's in the house it'll just go to waste because i don't drink at home usually we had a surplus of miller out the back because we bought a good bit of drink when we were celebrating our engagement i just said fuck it i might as well bring this to my sister's party drink a good bit of it there and that way it's not lying around the house because I hate wasting food and I hate wasting drink but normally when I bring drink to a party I'll either leave it there or drink it all and last night I drank it all this past week I went up to Dublin again for my college course my second session each week we have a different lecturer come in talk to us about a different aspect of radio and podcasting this week we had Mary Carroll come in talk to us she's a producer of many podcasts she used to produce the last word with Matt Cooper I got to have a conversation with her after class about my podcast, get a few hints and tips from her, and it was really helpful. I learned a lot in my second session, and I want to make sure that I get as much out of this course as I can. I don't want to waste it. I want to make sure that I take something from each class and each session, and I'm able to adapt it to improving the podcast, improving my ability on the radio, and improving my creativity as well. So I found the second session really helpful from a podcasting perspective in terms of setting up the podcast, the production of it. You know, Mary Carroll is a producer of the Indo Daily podcast up on Spotify. I think it's up on all platforms, to be honest. I listened to two episodes, three episodes, I think, up on the train on the way up to Dublin. Really enjoyed it. They're like 20 minute, 22 minute long podcasts, but really informative, really well produced good use of music and audio and timing as well i remember listening to them up on the train and they were talking about politics they were talking about boris johnson and a few other different things like that and normally i find that stuff boring but because it's such short bites you know 22 minutes is nothing you're able to listen to that and you're able to retain the information you know it's about the average length of a episode of rick and morty or family guy or something so i was able to retain that and i enjoy listening to it and i remember after the second episode i just went and followed them because i really enjoy listening to it you know so if you haven't listened to the indo daily it's definitely worth your time especially if you're looking for a short condensed entertaining educational podcast that's the way i found it anyway it's my own personal opinion usually i only listen to comedy podcasts you know from stand-ups you know i listen to tom segura and burt kreischer a bit of joe rogan every now and then but the indo daily was a nice change of pace 
let me know if you listen to it up on spotify or wherever if you've listened to the podcast before let me know your thoughts on it it was great to learn so much in this week's session especially from someone who's working on podcasts on a constant basis someone who is in that producer mindset and that content creator mindset as well because one main thing i want to learn from this course is how to produce this podcast a bit better make it a bit more easy listening for ye out there make sure that it's entertaining make sure that you're getting a lot out of each episode but also making sure that it's more streamlined for myself that i find it a bit easier to produce each episode and make sure that i have a constant reliable format of putting out episodes to ye i think i mentioned in the first episode of the year i want to make 2022 a year of personal and professional development for me i want to learn day by day week by week of how to produce my podcast a bit better make sure that my content is something i'm proud of make sure that i'm putting stuff out that i'm happy with and that is getting good response from me and that you enjoy i want to make sure that i don't become lax on the podcast that i don't lose passion for it because when you lose passion for your work it starts to decline and it's inevitable at that stage but yeah, I want to make sure that each week I learn something different in this course that I'm able to adapt to my radio career and my podcast career. I also made it known to CRC, the radio station that I contribute to, that I'm serious about being a presenter and that I want to work in radio. And they, thank God, have been very receptive to that. They've made sure that they've encouraged me that I am welcome to become a presenter on that show but it's about making sure that I slot into the right time that they take me on when they're able to take me on and that for me personally that I don't commit to something that I'm not passionate about like for instance I'm never going to be passionate about politics or current affairs I do have a passion for sport for gaming for movie and tv so my show if I do get a show on CRC I'd be very lucky but if I do get a show in CRC, I want my passions to be reflected in the show. Because when you're passionate about something, you want to learn about it constantly, 24-7. You want to be talking about it. And that passion comes true. And the expertise comes true. So I want that for my show on CRC if I am lucky enough to get one. But I'm not jumping ahead of myself. I want to make sure that I keep my passion, keep my diligence in my work, keep working to improve every week, every day and learn something new every week that i can adapt to making a better podcast to making myself a better radio presenter and contributor and on top of that i'm trying to lose weight for my wedding i haven't gotten into a real groove with that yet i'm making sure that i'm not eating as much i'm eating less bread i'm making sure that my portion control is there i'm trying to log my calories each day but unless you make a constant habit of it it's very hard to get into that mode of thinking and into that way of living I find it hard to juggle all these things at the same time and give 100% to it. So at the moment, I'm 100% into the podcast and my college course and radio. That doesn't leave much room in my head and my mental space for dieting and exercise. But if I can just make a schedule and make it a constant thing of, okay, I have 40 minutes here, I'll hop on the treadmill, I'll go for a walk around town, I'll get my steps in. If I can make it a constant thing and a part of my routine, eventually it'll become second nature. But it's just making it a part of my routine now is the problem because I'm up and down to Dublin each Tuesday, staying up the night. Hopefully now it won't be like that each week, but that's taken a lot out of me. And when you're traveling, you don't worry about 
constricting your diet you think oh it's easier just to order out because i'm in dublin there's no real healthiness in takeaways so that was the mindset there but hopefully like i said i can make it a part of my routine because if it is a part of my routine like i said it'll be second nature to me at that stage but i haven't like put on a lot of weight i just haven't been losing weight and i don't find it easy to lose weight week by week it's very slow very gradual with me it's like one pound up one pound down it's like a yo-yo i kind of lose two pounds put on two pounds again and i know what kind of discipline i need to have in order to have a constant weight loss but at the moment i'm just not in the headspace to make sure that i am disciplined at the moment i'm sure many out there probably struggle with starting the diet because that's the hardest part just starting it because once you start it you know you have to stick to it because no one likes to do anything half-assed so i haven't fully started the weight loss journey yet in terms of my dieting because i know there are events coming up where i can't avoid eating bad and if i'm in i want to be all in if that makes sense let me know up on anchor fm if you're starting a new diet for whatever reason let me know how it's going let me know if you lack discipline like i do and if you find it a struggle to get into that mindset i'd love to know your thoughts up on anchor fm to finish up this episode i'd like to talk a bit about movie and tv what i've been watching this week i've been getting into a few shows that i've been putting on the back burner me and Leanne finally finished up season 5 of Piggy Blinders. We stopped watching that a while ago. I have no clue why we fell off. I think after we finished season 4, we had to wait a while for season 5. Then season 5 came up and we weren't in the mind space to watch it. I think we watched the first episode and then we kind of just said, Ah man, we're just burnt out at this stage. Because season 4, so much happens. And let me know if you watch Piggy Blinders up on Anchor FM, what your thoughts are. But... Yeah, in season four, there's so much that happens and it kind of throws you to the ringer. And I think we watched it very late at night and it was one o'clock in the morning. I think it was on a Saturday night. And we finished up season four and we were like, will we start season five? And we were like, yeah, that's one one episode of season five. And then we go to bed. We watched that episode and we just never got back to it. We weren't in the mind space. But we rewatched episode one of season five and then just bombed our way through season five in the past three nights season six has been announced and released onto bbc on the 25th i think it's either the 25th or 26th which is in two days bomb through season five absolutely loved it again plenty of emotions ran high people were killed off that we didn't think would be killed off and watching season five is that bit more upsetting because the actress that played polly gray helen mccroy died this past year of cancer during lockdown which is so upsetting because she's such a great actress so talented she was so great in that show and knowing that she is now passed away it's so sad to see her in the show and i don't know how they're going to address it in season six they kind of had her character resign from the gang at the end of season five she gives tommy her letter of resignation at the end of the season five finale and i don't know whether she's going to be killed off in the show whether they're going to address it a certain way whether she's going to have moved away to america with michael or something like that but i suppose it's just so sad to see the loss of such a talented actress she was probably one of the best parts of piggy blinders in that show her character polly was so strong 
so intimidating in most scenes and she held her own with Killian Murphy in that role as well because I think everyone looks at Killian Murphy in that show but Helen McCroy did such a good job as well her character was equally as intimidating as important and as tough as Tommy Shelby in reality shows we've been watching Love is Blind we binge watched season 2 and we're going to watch season 1 now as well as far as reality shows go it wasn't that bad you know normally it's brain dead kind of stuff with these reality shows but Love is Blind was actually pretty good and it became scarily invested near the end especially with the whole Shane and Shana debacle I've got loads of clips up on my TikTok because I've been watching Love is Blind and there's a whole complication with Shane and Shana. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. But let me know if you've watched Love is Blind up on Anchor FM. What are your thoughts on these kind of reality shows? Since we've been watching Peaky Blinders, I've been rejuvenated from my love for that show. And I wanted to share on here the chance I got to actually meet one of the Peaky Blinders cast. I remember it was before COVID hit. And it was actually the weekend that all those people from Britain were in lockdown in that hotel in Greece because it was one of the first outbreaks in Greece of COVID. We went over, me, my uncle and my mom went over to see Liverpool play against West Ham. My mom is an avid Liverpool fan. She'd never been to the stadium, never been to a live game. And my uncle decided to surprise her with tickets for her birthday. And she asked me if I would come along with her for the experience. Even though I'm a Man United fan, I said, fuck it. I've never been to a game in England. I might as well go. And I really enjoyed it. We travelled from Dublin to Liverpool. And I remember my uncle's friend came with us. And he was dressed like a Peaky Blinder. He had the hat on, the coat, everything. He was talking about how much he loved that show. And we were kind of taking the piss out of him. Waiting for the plane to come into the terminal. We were having a drink, you know, waiting for the plane to come. And my uncle's friend came over and he goes, oh my God, Killian Murphy is waiting for the plane. He's in the terminal. He's obviously going over to the Liverpool game with his kids. And eventually murmurs started to happen around the terminal. You know, people were talking to each other, looking over and trying to see if they could see where he was sitting. But eventually everyone had to start lining up to board for the plane. We got called to our terminal and we knew that Killian Murphy would be going to Liverpool because he was in our section so everyone was kind of looking out for him where was he sitting but because he's a celebrity i don't think he wanted to board the plane with everyone else he wanted to wait to get on the plane last so he could have a bit of time with his kids and privacy because he would have been jam-packed people in his face wanting photos and all this kind of stuff so we were in line and my uncle's friend goes oh my god there he is he's sitting down over there with his kids his friend so that was grand anyway i was thinking in the back of my mind you know this is the closest i'll ever be to killian murphy and i'm okay with that i don't want to be the dickhead that goes over and asks for a photo when he's trying to spend time with his kids so i'm staying quiet just lining up ready to board the plane my uncle is talking to my mom about you know should we go over and ask for a photo and my friend is like ah oh, no don't do that you know you don't want to be that guy you know just let him enjoy his time and I would have thought that my uncle's friend, being a big Peaky Blinders fan, would have wanted to go over. But he was like, nah, nah, don't go over. And then the guy ahead of us decided to go over, shoot his shot and ask for a photo. And you could see Killian Murphy deny the photo and say, nah, man, I don't want to do that. I'm just relaxing today. And you can respect that because he's probably jam-packed for photos all the time. He's with his kids. He wants to relax. He's going over to enjoy the game with them. He's trying to look after them. And just enjoy his time. 
and you got to respect that as well because celebrities are people like us they don't want to be signing a hundred autographs anywhere they go and taking pictures constantly because it can be overbearing at some stage because i think we all hold celebrities up in this pedestal and don't really view them as people sometimes and we don't give them the respect we give other people that aren't celebrities like when you think about it if we treated non-celebrities like we treated celebrities we'd be done for physical assault we'd be done for stalking or be done for harassment so they have to put up with a lot of that kind of stuff so i didn't want to be that person but my mom my uncle and my uncle's friend were all just talking about it talking about him and he's literally 10 feet away that guy went up got denied the photo got sent back into the line and i just thought you know i'm never gonna see him again i'm never gonna run into killing murphy on the street and if i do i won't have the balls to ask for a photo anyway because i'm not that kind of person i don't want to do that to him so i just thought okay that guy went up asked for a photo he didn't want to take a photo there's no chance of getting a photo with Killian Murphy. But I could just go up and say hello. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't tell my mom or my uncle what I was about to do. Walked over, said to him, listen, hi, I don't want to bother you. I know you're with your kids. I don't want to ask for a photo either because I'm not that kind of person. I know you're trying to relax. But I wanted to come over and say how much of a fan I am of your work in Peaky Blinders. And as an actor, me and my girlfriend love watching your show we think you're excellent in it and i wanted to shake your hand and say thank you for everything you do on screen you're very talented and he was receptive you know i got a handshake from him i was able to talk with him for a few minutes and i said listen enjoy your flight hope you enjoy the game and uh, have a safe trip take care and he goes cheers and i walked back over and the look on my mom's my uncle's and my uncle's friend's face they were flabbergasted they were like absolutely shocked they were asking me questions on the plane you know what was he like was he sound what did you say to him they saw that i got a handshake off him and my uncle was like why the fuck didn't you tell me you were going over i would have taken a picture of you shaking hands with him but i said to him listen i wasn't doing it for the picture i don't plan on framing a picture of me shaking hands with killian murphy I just did it for the experience. I did it to go over and say, listen, I got to shake hands with Kelly Murphy. I got to tell him how much I love his work. And I got to let him know how much of a fan I was. And there was no polite way to take a picture in that moment. Even if I went over, I shook hands and my uncle took a photo of me in the moment. He might have been like pissed off that someone took a photo without his consent. And at that stage, I didn't need a photo because there's a line of people who witnessed me talking to Killian Murphy, getting a handshake, two of which are my family members. So that's the story of how I got to meet Killian Murphy, the star of Peaky Blinders, and let him know how much I love his work. Like I said, I'm glad I took the opportunity to go up and talk to him because you get those rare opportunities maybe once in a lifetime. You know, how often am I going to run into a celebrity and have the chance to say, listen, I love your work, get a picture with them. You know, you're not always going to get the ideal scenario to make a memorable moment out of something. But I made sure to take that opportunity I had in my hands to at least say hello and interact with someone who I have great respect for as an actor. I'd love to know if you have any of your own celebrity stories, meeting your celebrity idols. What were they like? Was it a good experience, bad experience? Let me know up on Anchor FM. This is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, you can always listen to my podcast, Finding Yourself, up on Anchor FM and Spotify. And if you check out the Finding Yourself podcast on Anchor FM, it details where you can listen to the podcast on other platforms. 
I also have a YouTube channel, Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy, where I dive into things that I'm passionate about, including movie, TV shows, sports, gaming, and true crime. If you're a fan of any of those topics, my YouTube channel might be for you. So please like and subscribe and follow me along my YouTube and podcasting journey. This has been Finding Yourself with Kyle Duffy. Thanks for listening.